This is the Car Religion Podcast. This is a show where we share our passion and perspective for cars. New and old. Fast and slow. Affordable and expensive alike. I'm your show host, George. And I'm your other show host, Andrew. Let's Let's get get started. started. This is show number one, the pilot. With this episode, we just kind of wanted to introduce ourselves, the podcast, and why we want to do it. So, George, tell me about yourself. Tell me about myself? That's right. That's a little bit general, but <laughs> okay. Um, so, I am I have a business background, so I'm currently in fourth year at the Wilfrid Laurier University uh, in Waterloo. Um, I'm in the business program, and I have been... Uh, a student ever since 2009 because I, so I moved to Canada in 2009 from China actually um, and yeah uh, I've worked a co-op term uh, with Nissan Canada uh, which is very exciting I've always wanted to get into the automotive field and so that I guess that's my first foot into the door um, and yeah what about you who is Andrew okay well Andrew is currently a student. Um, I'm studying mechanical engineering, so a little bit different, but uh, still relevant. Study mechanical engineering at uh, McMaster University in Hamilton. And by the way, okay. uh, for for all of our listeners, um, this is Hamilton and Waterloo, Ontario. Uh, we're Canadian, and we're proud of it. And we hope you enjoy a bit a bit of uh, Canadian content. Woo! That's right. Um, So I study mechanical engineering and um, I don't own any cars myself, but I am captain of the Formula SAE electric car team at uh, McMaster. So I build a uh, three quarter size Formula One style electric race car. And uh, I've been doing that for three years now. I'm in my third year of, uh, of my undergraduate studies. And uh, yeah, I, I love cars, just like George does. Okay, so let me jump back in. I didn't know we we're gonna start talking about cars. Oh, <laughs> right away. So here, so here we go. Um, so I actually own two cars. Uh, I have a 2012 Mazda 3 Skyactiv. Great, great car. Uh, and uh, my other car is a 1990 Mazda NA Miata. Um, and that's my baby. That that is the baby. <laughs> so I think um, there's going to be future episodes uh, dedicated to um, the Miata model, but uh, we'll go from there. Um, so why don't we start talking about why we chose to do the podcast, um, Andrew? Well, I mean, George and I we we talk about cars all the time. We it's it's what brings us together and. We thought, hey, you know what? We talk about this stuff all the time and, and we love it so much. We kind of want to just share with the world. So, you know, here we are. Uh, hopefully the world is listening, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's really cool because, um, like, you know, we literally spend hours watching YouTube videos, and which is awesome, right? And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of great guys out there with amazing content and, you know, I, I commute a lot and I do listen to podcasts, not just automotive related, just all over the places. And I'm just trying to find one that's interesting. And uh, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of interesting uh, automotive podcasts out there, but uh, I just feel like there's a space uh, for a passion. 
Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah, we yeah. really think that, uh, you know, our opinions and and uh, and stuff, when we talk about uh, things, we really think that others would listen. And, and you know, we want to have some fun with it. Uh, and we hope that our listeners have fun as well. And, and the cool thing about, like, uh, talking about cars, right? It's uh, everyone has their own opinion on, on the cars. And I think that's what's going to make this uh, podcast interesting. Because although Andrew and I are very passionate about cars... I feel like our values and views uh, in terms of cars is a little bit a little bit different, right? Well, I mean, that's kind of how we everyone, got, that's how we got to know each other, right? Yeah. So, so why don't we move on to how we became friends, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, like I said earlier, cars really do bring us together, and uh, um, you know, it, we we went to the same school for. Uh, a few years but we never really uh, knew each other on a personal level uh, until one day I think it was uh, grade 10 a few years ago now uh, we kind of just sat at the same lunch table and uh, you know our discussion was was about cars somehow we spoke the same language <laughs> you know yeah. and and like George what do we talk about okay what did we talk about that what day? What did we talk about that day? Okay. So, okay, here, here's a little bit of background story about me, okay? So I, I moved to Canada, didn't really speak the language, but then I was like, holy crap, there's a lot of cool cars I've never seen in China before. I never really paid attention to cars when I was little, but uh, coming here, seeing like, okay, the car that get, got me into automotive, I'm not ashamed to say it, is the Mustang. It's the Ford 2006 Mustang GT. Uh, I saw one driving on the road, probably with some aftermarket exhaust, and I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that? Anyways, I'm going to bring back to the conversation. So I uh, got into cars, did my research, you know those um, consumer report uh, magazines that they have for cars that has all the models that's currently in production? Oh, yeah. So I got one of those when I was 13. That's <laughs> I, I, I think that's where I learned my English, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i've been you know researching and just on auto traders for hours and stuff but honestly i never really had a person to talk it with like but i i've always been interested i've always trying to learn different things about the mustang first of all but um every other uh, car models too so um that day i kind of sat down and i think there was a side conversation between other people about cars that's right and then i jumped in and then andrew jumped in and then we kind of went to our own little conversation i think we realized at that point that the rest of the people at the table didn't actually know what they what were they're talking, talking about. about exactly yeah yeah and and you know we kind of looked at each other and we we're like okay no but this guy actually does so let, let's we actually had you know a heated discussion and it was pretty much the first time i'd ever talked about cars in the way that i did i, I feel like that's the first time you ever spoken to me uh, On, honestly probably to <laughs> <laughs> um so i think i believed so the topic was it, it was actually different topics it was like hey andrew what's better <laughs> the, yeah. the ferrari 458 italia at the time that was, was you know, like that was new. the thing that yeah. was the, when it just came out or, you know, the Lamborghini. Um, it was a Gallardo. Gallardo, yeah, 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 exactly. So, no, and then it kind of took off from there. We're like M3 or uh, C63 MG. 
and blah blah blah. Okay, but do you remember you were you were all about the German cars, right? You you loved your German cars at the you time. Were, yeah, you were BMW, that's right? True. That's at true. the time, I think I had the phase. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was the phase, and yeah. and you know. I, I didn't actually know that much about German stuff, but I was more of a Japanese car guy at the mm. time because that's what my dad drove and that's what yeah. he always drives and he swears by. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of both were talking about that stuff together and I think just opened up horizons for each other because it was like, you know, he knew stuff that I didn't mm-hmm. and I knew stuff that he didn't, but... You know, I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to somebody else who knew things about cars that, that I didn't. It, yeah. Right? And and I think that was kind of a mutual thing that just kind of brought us I, together. I feel it's like the same thing for me, right? Like, I didn't really know too much about JDM. Like, at the time, I was like, ooh, racers. <laughs> and look where I am at now. <laughs> you got two of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, I think, I guess that's, cars brought us together, and I guess that's, why we're here today as well to, to bring right. you to show right? oh they still do i mean we we go on test drives uh you know for don't tell anyone but we go on test drives uh <laughs> together just just for fun just to check things out right and you know what like i feel like what do you what would you say like we probably test drove in like 25 cars at maybe least, at, at least, least 25 at least man we've almost died in cars we've test drove <laughs> 25 times remember that range rover that didn't have brakes that yeah, we drove yeah or the mustang that the the dude drove and it didn't have tires on oh it. remember like gosh. the tires were just oh yeah yeah no it, there's a i guess there's a lot of story with our test driving because i and you know what that started in high school and like when i was like grade 12 when we got our license and we're like okay we're gonna go pretend buying a car yeah right? <laughs> yeah and uh it's it's just become a hobby you know and yeah and um uh what's it called yeah so at the time i did get i was one of the first people in our high school that actually got a car because you know i i did save up um for a while that i wanted i wanted to drive to to school and that's what allowed um allowed us to do those test drives right that's right that's right and what car was it andrew oh that was a that was a what was it oh O four, yeah. O four, yeah. Mazda three hatchback, um, GT. So it had the two point three and the, the <laughs> leather inside, man. And oh, and a sunroof. Oh yeah, true. And you know sunroof. what? I think the sunroof is what sold sold us because you went with me, right? When we when That's I went right. and looked at the car for the yeah. first time. Yeah, and, and you know what? It was manual. Yeah. Um, and you know what? When I got the car. I didn't know how to drive manual, <laughs> and I had to go pick uh, Andrew up the first day. I was like, "Oh, don't worry, man. I'll come and pick you up. No problem." Yeah, I, I'm not kidding you. I probably stalled 15 times on the way to your house, and 15 times on the way from your house to school. And and 10 of those times were on this little itty bitty <laughs> hill. And I remember, you know, I I knew this was going to happen and I was okay with it um, because I I understood that, you know, you stall and that's how it goes when you're learning. But my brother was in the car (laughs) with us and he was pretty much like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm not getting in the car with you guys again. I'll I'll take the bus to school. I feel feel like Jordan almost had a stroke (laughs) watching me drive the quad. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. But hey, you've never uh, you've never gone back from manual since, right? 
Actually, no. Uh, other than the uh, time period where I had the Ultima for six weeks. Oh yeah, but that's that was a story a for card. that's a story for next day. But <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's um, right. Okay, so let's move on. So Andrew, tell me about what your favorite brands are. Like just a general overview. What 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 kind of card? Like what kind of brands do you like? I mean. You know, Mazda will always have a special place in our heart. You've owned three of them. I know. Now, I know. right? And you're going to own more. I, I, You know, it's guaranteed. It's called Zoom Zoom, sir. That's right. Zoom <laughs> Zoom for a reason. You know, as long as they keep putting manuals in their cars, uh, you know, the next and, Mazda 3. Hey, man, we watched a preview together, then we? we streamed it. Very <laughs> exciting stuff. Oh, the next Mazda 3, you know, they... It, it just they they can't do any wrong it, it looks like they're they're sky active x engines and all-wheel drive you know they keep the hatchback you get manuals it's just the kind of car that i like you know it's they make cars for people like us and you can't hate them yeah. you just can't hate and them. and you know what it's like uh, i make this comparison right and, and honestly you can disagree with me but i think my mazda it's a it's very similar to how Porsches make their cars. It's different. It's in a different segment. Porsches, you know, luxury, performance, exotic. Yeah. But, but when they design their cars, both brands, they focus on the driving experience first. That's right. And and in the same way, both of them, no matter which model you buy from them, whether it's a crossover mm. or their smallest car. You, you get that sense that they really engineered it to be uh, really nice to drive and, and sporty and things like that. And so, so I agree with you on that for sure. Mm -hmm. I also tend to like brands that are a little more hipster, uh, which, you know, Mazda sort of is, right? Not everybody owns a Mazda. They sell really well here in Canada, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, they, they don't sell that much worldwide. Uh, another one of those that I like, uh, therefore, is Subaru. Uh, they make a lot of uh, sort of interesting and quirky cars, although their sales are, are way up. They're doing yeah. really well in North America. Yeah, for some reason, I don't. <laughs> I guess the all-wheel drive and, and whatnot, but I think their technology is lacking a little bit behind in terms of their, you know, infotainment system and right right you know they're, they're a little behind on infotainment um stuff like that although they're they're doing a good job trying to catch up but nope, yeah. you can see that they they know how to make uh things like their forester really well right mm. the forester sells well and people really like those cars and, I, yeah. and one of the biggest things you see with subaru is that they have the highest buyer retention rate right right so people they buy a subaru and then they go and buy another it's one. It's like a cult. <laughs> that's right. No, that's but that's no. exactly it, yeah. right? So people yeah. actually go back and they buy more Subarus after owning one, and they have the highest rate I think of any automotive manufacturer, mm. and that's huge, right? Because yeah. you're gonna own multiple cars over yeah. your lifetime, yeah. and if you stick with a brand because yeah. you liked it before, yeah. that's huge. And you know, being in business school and all, there's one th one saying I've learned over the years is that um, it's it's ten times harder to gain a new customer than um, keeping uh, the current customer. Right. And you know what, Subaru's doing a great job with it, and I think that's one of their competitive advantage as a brand. 
You got it. You yeah. got it, man. I I agree with that. <laughs> You've heard George mention uh, Porsche a couple times yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, he and I definitely share a, a, a love for uh, all things Porsche. You know, he's, I'm looking over and he's got a, a poster on his wall. Um, yeah, that's a 993 Turbo. Jeez. That yeah. says that says kills bug fast. Isn't that a great poster? <laughs> <laughs> man, that's it's it's a great car too. Yeah. 100%. And I think we're going to probably going to do an episode dedicated to Porsche and look into, you know. Man, we could do a whole season of 10 episodes There's too many. To Even the Porsche. 911 alone, we can do each generation. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. we could. Yeah. We could. Uh, so other than Porsche, George, what, what brands do you like? What do I like? Yeah. Okay. I think, here's the thing. I think I'm a little bit more um, Americanized. In, in a North Americanized in a way. I I don't just like sports cars and whatnot. I actually like the American cars. Like I said, I like the, uh, the muscle cars. That's what kind of got me into cars. Um, I like the classics, um, like a 1966 uh, Mustang GT with a 289 with a four-speed. Mm-hmm. That's one of, my, one of my dream cars to own. That's a gorgeous car. Yeah, and you know what? It's attainable too, right? Um, and we'll see where the future brings me. So, like, Ford is a big company, right? So, I feel like they have, uh, like, a little bit of their, the, U- the the European DNA in them. Um, like, uh, like, the Mustang, right? Like, Germany is known to be making the best cars. And, you know, and what's the most, uh, the best-selling sports car in 2015? The Ford Mustang. In Germany, in yeah. fact, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. I remember when that stack yeah. came out, yeah. and they were like, "Yep, the new Ford Mustang is the best-selling car, <laughs> best-selling sports car in Germany." I I remember that just blew my mind because you know you've got so many German sports car, yeah. uh, you know, real real stuff from there. But hey, you know what? The Germans have spoken, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like I said, right now they have well. Discontinued now, but Ford Focus RS and the Fiesta SD. I feel like those are very European inspired well, cars. Right? They are right. They they do a lot of small car design over in Europe, and and it definitely shows over here, right? And Europeans tend to have different priorities in their cars than we do, and you know, space is totally different over there. They they want smaller cars, whereas we want bigger cars, and yeah. so their Fiesta ST is just great because you know they they know how to build good small cars yeah and so chrysler the reason why i like chrysler i think they're very out there with their design they want to make the fastest you know um the the most uh the cheapest fast car you can make yeah does that make sense like the hellcat right or they just throw in well even back in the days they throw in like a seven liter uh v10 in the viper in the old Viper, first generation Viper. Yeah, it was it was something. It was a V10 for sure. V10, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> it's just a fun thing to do that Chrysler does, and I like that. And the Hemi sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I mean, Chrysler is one of those companies that can't build a small car to save their lives, but uh, mm. their big cars they're good at. But I think the Dodge Dart is. I'm just kidding. There is. No, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the Dodge Dart died, rightfully so, unfortunately. Okay. So I think that brings us to... So, Andrew, what 
What's your dream car, attainable dream car in the next five to ten years? Oh, you can give man. me like three. Like, <laughs> not in particular order. Yeah, you, you know you know how hard that is, right? Yep. Okay, well, okay. So if I'm thinking I don't need practicality, I don't care how practical my Correct. car is. Yes, that's the assumption. Well, okay, so if that's the case, then I'm buying the fastest Porsche Boxster that I can. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. Fastest Porsche Boxster. Doesn't matter the 986 or the newer generation, like the 05 or up kind of thing right yeah pretty much um you know and and i think that the convertible is worth it i would take a cayman in a heartbeat but i think in the end the boxster would just Mm -hmm. be nicer with with the you know the soft top Mm -hmm. and practicality is not concerned right right now if i needed a little bit more practicality Mm -hmm. just a little bit more i needed some more seats and a little bit more space to bring stuff yeah and now this one's tough because you can't get it in a manual, but the Alfa Romeo Giulia mm. Quadrifoglio. Okay. That car. Yeah. That is something. It's a it's a pretty it's a it's a looker for sure too. Oh, right? it, she's a looker. Yeah. She's a she's a sounder. Yeah. Sounds real good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, just I'll I'll deal with all the you know Italian. <laughs> reliability issues i don't even care yeah uh now if i needed something even bigger than that a little more practicality now this would be a little more expensive i'd probably have to go used for this one um but if i could get my hands on an amg e-class wagon oh yeah that now that is you know a what? beautiful amazing car and that's a formula of you know uh practical sports car right that's right you can literally how your soccer kids around with that. Exactly. And, exactly. And it's a sleeper. It is. When you look <laughs> for a E-class wagon on the road, you don't expect it to be AMG. That's right. That's well, and that's that's the thing, you know. I I don't want to buy what everyone else buys. I a wagon, you know, with a big honking V8 in the front. Yeah. I want to be that guy. I want to yeah. be that guy with that car cuz that's amazing. It 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 also just happens to be beautiful and Mercedes is really good at making uh uh, world-class interiors so you, you can't really argue with any of that stuff yeah no for sure so it you know those are kind of my three if i had a garage yeah. with those three cars <laughs> in them oh i would be the happiest man on earth <laughs> i think any of those cars will make you the happiest yeah, that's yeah that's a good point too man that's a good point too what's what about you george okay so being a miata owner mm. um i you can't fail to mention the new ND2 Miata. Oof. I think, you know, even the ND1 when it came out, when we went to the auto show together, when we saw the reveal, and holy crap, that's, um, you know, from the soft-looking NC to this crisp, mean-looking, elegant Roadster. Oh. Like, come on. Yeah. And with that 30-horsepower bump and the increased red line, I think... That, you know, it's the perfect, it's the best Miata that's ever been made so and, far, and right? And that red paint, man. Yeah. That red paint. And you know what? It, the, the, the RF is, the lines, and it's obvious, it's amazing. But I think how subtle, I, I, I like the soft top. I think that's more of a, it goes back to the traditional route. I you think know, it looks yeah. classy. Yeah, it does. Both, yeah. well, the RF just looks, 
it transforms. The like, RF is come sexy on. Yeah. as yeah. all hell. Yeah. But I think that that soft top is yeah. classy yeah. and just it it's just there's something with it that you don't get with the RF just mm-hmm. cuz it it's a traditional soft top, especially yeah. cuz you you know, you yeah. put it up and down with your with your own bare hands. Yeah. I think there's just something about that that yeah. really adds to the experience of of yeah. owning such a visceral car. Now the package okay so this is a canadian spec because i don't i think in the u.s or even in europe it's called differently but the g the gs which is the mid trip that's right the miata the sporty trim the sporty trim so you get the lsd and you know and then you add the sport package where you get the ricardo seats the bbs wheels and the brembo brakes yeah exactly that's the perfect combination oh, it has everything you need even has heated seats in those ricardos <sighs> In Canada, it's kind of well. Obviously, I won't be driving that car in the winter, but in the fall, in the snow. Yeah, in the fall I mean, in, awesome. in the fall when you're going out for those good uh, evening drives yeah. on the country roads, yeah. that's you. Those heated seats will come in handy. Yeah, and okay, so I think the next one on the list, I would love a C5 Z06 Corvette. Ooh, good one. I think that's. Um, Honestly, like I see a lot of people doing V8 swaps on their Miatas and whatnot, and the Z06 is probably the best bang for your buck in terms of you know dollar per horsepower in the used raw market performance goal. exactly on the track. You yeah. probably won't do much better for the money. Yeah, and you, you, I think you're looking over 500 horsepower for you know 25. Canadian dollars, twenty five thousand Canadian dollars, right? Something like that for a very good condition, low mileage. Yeah, I don't remember what that Z06 makes, but <sighs> I, it's probably pretty that. good. Yeah, yeah, it's probably pretty good. I mean, it's a big Chevy small block V8, yeah. right? So you know, it's you know, it's gonna be a good engine and just gonna last. Yeah, yeah, and that's, it sounds that's good great. One. Yeah, and I think so. The last one on my list, I think I'm I'm gonna go a little bigger than you, Andrew, but I wanna the cheap. <sighs> The most affordable um, 911 that I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably a 997.2 Carrera S with a manual. Yep. I think that's the I, that's what I want. Um, but if there's a nine a clean 996 facelifted uh, Carrera 4 uh, S, I wouldn't complain either. Oh, you could definitely get into a a nine nine seven point two. You know, yeah, uh, that that that's attainable. I would say that's definitely yeah. Attainable. And then I think in terms of you know performance, now you're not looking at raw horsepower in a nine eleven. You're looking at balance. You're looking at you know trackability. That's I feel like it's a better track car in terms of, or even a daily car, right? It's it's, it's definitely a better daily car. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, compared to that Z O six. Yeah, yeah. Only a nine eleven will always be on my bucket list too, right? So, yeah. If if you guys knew George the way I know him, uh, you'd know that it was no surprise that he uh, he wants a nine eleven. So, <laughs> yeah. And then you know what? There's, it's just like the air cooled ones that shot up in price the last five years, right? And yeah. I feel like maybe not nine nine six get a lot of hate, but um, I think right now it's that pretty bottom in terms of their depreciation you're looking at under thirty thousand canadian dollars and you can pick one up in a pretty good shape right yep yep so. and you know it's it's hard to tell for the 996 but i i think you can pretty safely say that 
you buy a 911 at some point mm. the value is going to go up as long as you take care of that mm-hmm. thing it'll be worth good money down the road mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully that starts to happen with the water cooled ones the 996 maybe not with those fried eggs on the front <laughs> but hey you can go to get those conversion kits now though, uh, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but at that point you might as well get a 997 honestly yeah that's i would say that yeah so I think that wraps up uh, our first pilot episode. Kind yeah. of gets 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 you a little taste on who George and Andrew is. That's right. That's right. And we we hope to have these kinds of discussions uh, around different news that's happened in the automotive industry, or uh, if we go to an auto show together, we'll talk about you know mm-hmm. what what's going on with that. Uh, share you know our favorite cars that we saw there. Um, and you know, just talk about stories from, from our car lives in general. I I think it could be really fun. And I can think we'll we'll probably meet friends along the ways and we wouldn't mind adding a guest, uh, onto our show at some point, right? That's right. Yeah. A guest speaker would be great. Or, um, you know, people sending us in questions to answer. Yes. That's a good one. Uh, Things like that. You know, we, we would love to do all these kinds of things. So uh hopefully you enjoyed our our first pilot episode and yeah. and hopefully you stick around for more because uh there's a uh, lot of good contents coming oh yeah, yeah. for sure yeah for all sure. right and we'll see you next time yeah see you next time